Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! Welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Love. Are you one of the hosts, Jessa? No. <laughs> You're just you. Yeah. You don't, we don't believe in titles. No. We don't have titles here, Marin. Okay, I'll just be Marin, and you're Jessa. Okay. And that's as good as it gets. Cool. As good as it gets. So, minute 95. Minute 95 of Point Break, where we point out the moments of break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. All right, so, minute 95, Gromit breathes his last breath. So, he's officially... Deceased now. This is a dead grommet. It no longer is. It was. He's doing the dead parrot sketch from Monty Python. I don't really remember it exactly, but that's... There Um, you go. I was doing the Parks and Rec, like, this party no longer is. It was. (laughs) That's good, too. (laughs) And, uh... Like when we both do jokes simultaneously, but they're totally from different places and we don't understand what each other are doing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a very accurate summary of our life. Yep. Um, Gromit, the blood coming out of Gromit's mouth looks particularly ketchup-y. Mm-hmm. It's, Probably corn syrup. I don't know, because actually I learned that um, from the last show I did, um, that corn syrup blood, like you just homemade stuff, actually stains costumes. So they might not have used that, because store-bought blood... Doesn't stain costumes. Oh, come out nice. Costumes. Well, do you know what store-bought blood is usually made of? Nope. Okay. Could be corn syrup. It could be. I, I don't know. Uh, the way, I mean, st- and using for stage is different. I think uh, on the, the big screen, they might not care as much because it's yeah. just like, well, I'll just get him another white shirt. Who cares? Yeah, that's true. Uh, we want it to look real, although it doesn't look super real. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we usually, on stage, uh, I've usually used... Um, I don't remember if it has corn syrup, but we usually use a laundry detergent and just dye it red, and then uh, it just washes right out because it's already Weird. detergent. Yeah, the fun more trick. You know mm-hmm. the food coloring, like food coloring. Yeah, it'll like it'll just the, the laundry detergent just eats the coloring. So what if you need it in your mouth? Well, then you would use something else. Okay. It's not for in your mouth. So okay. that pro- I can't imagine they use soap for this. Wash out your mouth with soap. Oh, yeah, you say dirty words. Yeah, that's what you get. You're naughty. Bloody soap mouth. Bloody, yeah, bloody soap mouth. Yeah. That reminds me, there's this Andy Milanakis sketch from years and years and years ago. Remember years him? Ago. Yeah, remember Andy Milanakis? He was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's still a thing. He's um, still around? Yeah. He didn't die? No, I don't think so. At least as of like a couple years ago. It's funny that people who are fam- who are not famous anymore still exist after they're famous. And they still do things. Yeah. But, like, he still, like, like puts up vines and stuff. Oh, cool. Or, I don't know. What's well, he doesn't do that, any, doesn't do that anymore. TikTok, I've heard his name. Oh, vine. I don't know about TikTok. Yeah. It's T-I-K-T-O-K. That's what I imagine. That's usually how I see TikTok spelled. Yeah, because now it's just Kesha's world. Everyone just lives in it. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, he had this sketch where he was singing children's uh, children's songs and releasing a CD of children's songs, and one of them was like about baby Jesus, and he had like he sang it with blood coming out of his mouth. It was a really weird sketch, but 
I found it funny as a teenager. So, just reminded me of that. That sounds kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, especially because nowadays, that's my reality. I listen to children's songs all day long. Um, it's part of my job. Creature report. Yeah. Creature report. Creature, Creature report. report. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's can, Octonauts. I was going to say. It's laying it down. You can if you know. Oh, you're going to say, from. guess what it is. Yeah. I think people who are parents would know and people who aren't Some. would. Some, yeah. The cool parents know. Sure, there's some overlap yeah. in those categories. And uh, Bodhi is over Gromit's body, kind of doing this... <laughs> he's humming ominously. <laughs> um, he's charging up. He's charging up those batteries, those yeah. boteries. Those boteries. <laughs> um, and then Nathaniel finally loses his shit and goes full dad. He <laughs> is like, are you, are you he out? He sends him to his room. <laughs> The equivalent being, are you out of your fucking mind? What's the matter with you? Is that what you want? Did you get what you wanted? You're going to wash your mouth out with bloody soap. Yeah. Young man. Young man. No more soccer snacks for you. (laughs) Um, What's a soccer snack? Oranges. Okay. You get oranges at halftime. Nice. Yeah. And like juice boxes after the game. Cool. Yeah. Um, Never went out for soft serve. No, like ice that's more cream, of a baseball thing. Ice cream was in my family was only for uh, music concerts. After a music concert, you got ice cream. Nice. Yeah, you stick by your traditions, I guess. Yeah, can't break those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he finally loses it because uh, his friend died, and that's kind of sad. And I'm glad that somebody's finally getting like really mad at Bodhi. We don't. Like, we all have it. We all grieve in our own ways. That's very true. Roach goes, you can't take him with you, or you can't take him with, let's go. To me, Roach, for some reason, I don't know quite know why, always plays as, like, sort of the the most uh, detached. Well, I guess it's because he really says anything. Yeah. He, he comes off as detached to me, and in this situation, it plays that way because yeah. he's just kind of like, we gotta go. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah, he's pragmatic. He's just yeah. like, we have to go. You can't take him with you. We have to go. Yeah. But Nathaniel's a little more passionate. He's, you know, he's angry that his friend died. And yeah. he's sad and he's he's mad at Bodhi for basically causing it. Bodhi. Bodhi's going just, through a lot. Yeah, he just had to get greedy. That's where, the, that's where the humming is coming from, I assume. Yeah. He has a nice moment of he's standing up and, like, his eyes just, like, 10 million different motions, I feel like, play through his eyes. It's nice. Uh, that yakting. That yakting. It's just really good. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And he starts walking out, kind of like steals himself, and starts to walk out of the bank, and passes by Keanu. He looks at Keanu. Keanu's face is full of scratches. He looks like a Hellraiser. Like, like um, a pinhead? Like a Hellraiser. Okay. I don't know. Isn't that those, the same? Those are the Cenobites. See, okay, they're, yeah, you can call them whatever, I guess. I always just think of his pinhead. Yeah, doesn't he kind of look, though, like some sort of weird monster at all? Like, it's like his scratch, he's getting more and more scratches as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean. He was just in a firefight. <laughs> it's a firefight. can't believe we didn't make that joke during the firefight. Damn it. There you go. Um, but, uh. Scratched that itch. Yeah. Check that box. It's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a, a nice little POV of he's looking at 
He's looking at Bodhi. I mean, he's looking at Keanu. Kind of, and then he kind of fakes him out, like he's just gonna walk by him, and then punch. No, he doesn't just walk by. He can't let it go. Yeah, and there's a and then another POV shot from a different view of uh, Keanu hitting the floor and blacking out. Why does it's like he- when you die in a first person game? And then you just like you fall down and then it slowly fades out. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It it slowly fades out for quite a while. It take yeah, it takes a couple seconds. It really lets you sit with what just happened. I mean, yeah. The first death in the movie, really. Yeah. Well, when no, but the first death of a character we care about because well, yeah, I guess like the the raid. Oh yeah. I was just thinking in the previous minute, but yeah, there's deaths in the raid. Oh yeah, I mean singular. that's true. This is the first. Yeah, the this first, is the end. That of is very the... true. There have been uh, there have been deaths before this. This yeah. is the first death of a of a character that we've been following through yeah. the movie. Yeah, and it's the end of a, a bunch casualty. of batshit crazy stuff. So it just lets you sit with it for a second. Yeah, it's a nice film making, Captain Bigelow. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. God, the more one of your favorite movies. Yeah, the more I watch it, and the more we the more. Like, so fucking good. Yeah, the more we're doing this minute by minute, like it's it's I'm liking it more and more, which I think is a sign of good, you know, it's a good quality film because yeah, I think with you know I I you know if we were to do this with another film, which I don't think we will no. do minute by minute again, uh, it's just too much. But if we did, I, I imagine if we did a lesser film, it might sort of fall apart under scrutiny. Yeah, but I feel like, like oh, I feel like under scrutiny, I'm more excited by it. Me too. Like Me too. Which is too bad because so many people, their first go around this movie, are like, "Haha, what a shit movie!" Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those movies that's deeper than you think it is. Yeah, you know, in the first, if you're watching it superficially, it's just like, "Oh, this is there's some, you know, it's cheesy surfer guys, and yeah. you know, it's always they're California it's a good dude. bad movie." Yeah, and it's it's a very silly premise, but they uh, and they're you know, it it has the beats of like a traditional action '90s movie, but it uh, goes and a little deeper. Some. And yeah, it goes deeper. Yeah. Um, you why, really think about it. Why do you think that Bodhi punches Keanu? Well, this is one of the questions of the scene for me, too. Uh, I think he, the reason is he just has to take it out on someone. And well, actually, oh. the main reason is because... And actually, this ties back to the line before. He says, um, he's saying you can't take him with you. At first, I thought that was talking about Keanu. Oh. Um, but I think he's talking about... Uh, yeah. Gromit, but then it's also like they can't take Keanu with them. Like they're why can't they? Why can't they hold him hostage I forever? Know, I think about that. Why can? Yeah. Why don't they just take him? Because he knows who they are. Like what? Yeah. Wait, okay. So why don't they? So why my, they leave him there? My thought is they didn't give him a mask. They make a big point of being like, "There's the camera. It's watching your face." Okay. And then if they punch him, he can't run away. So he's going to get arrested because it's okay. just going to be hearsay. You know. Um, or heresy. Are those two different things? I don't really know. I've always <laughs> okay. wondered about that. Um, but it's just going to be his word against actual evidence on the video camera of him participating in this robbery. That's true. I think that's definitely what they're setting up, and that's what pays up, ends up paying off. But if I were the the ex presidents, I would be. A, I wouldn't count on that. No, I wouldn't either, because it'd be so easy for him to be like, "I cannot." I would guys. feel like if I was on the other side, outside of the FBI, I would assume that his other cronies would uh would just be like okay what did you know if you if you you can give us some evidence on this you're good to go like you can claim a patty hearst yeah totally totally i mean he's he's definitely (laughs) qualifies yeah and like they don't know the whole story that he's like uh, a black sheep of the fbi with with pappas yeah they don't know that that's true uh 
So it seems weird to me. I, I guess it does play off almost like it, it, the way that it plays off on Bodie's face is that he's mad at Utah. Well, Which he has no right to be. Well, Utah does say in an earlier minute, he says something like, um, like, what are you doing? This isn't following your protocol. Like, you're getting greedy or whatever he says. Yeah, so, I mean, Bodie's definitely, like, he he's at fault and he knows it and he needs to just take it out on someone. Yeah. But, he, yeah, the way it plays out is, like, you scum, you did this or something like that. And, like, yeah, Utah did nothing. No. He, was, he, he did his it. best to prevent this. But maybe Bodie's thinking, you made me need to show off to you. That yeah, probably is, yeah. This is your fault. Look what you made me do. And you're like, oh, you're a cop. It's your kind that's responsible for all the evils of the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, you're the reason why I am the way I am and yeah. why I need to do what I do. And the reason why Grandma was killed was from two law enforcement agents. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't him, but it was his It was his kind. It was the other, other I think that's probably more Yeah, I think that's where it's it. coming from. Yeah. It's definitely anger and, like, accusation coming from Bodhi, yeah. I feel like. yeah. Which again, I don't think it's fair to keep for to no, Utah, but I it mean, makes you've seen it makes it makes sense where from where Bodie's coming from. Yes, I think. but it is reckless too, because yes, I wouldn't leave him behind if I, I were the ex-president. No. Again, I think it's you know I see what they're doing, but it's too big a risk to leave him behind for for my money. Yeah, but they do, and then it opens back up on the bank is full of agents. Um, there's some a coroner and some people uh, getting a dead body on a little cart ready to go yeah. there's a camera crew um what's his face comes in what's his name ben harp ben harp okay. john c mcginley like branch <laughs> yeah branch um, would be good for him but ben, yeah he comes in barking orders yeah and he's like who are the fucking cameras get him out of here this is a crime scene get him the fuck out of here the fuck out of you fuck out of you forget yeah. about it forget about it and there's a ton of people in the bank like, but then they're having a nice touch of you can see outside the windows of the bank that they've put up crime scene tape around the bank. Yeah. Nice little detail. Good job, guys. They don't cut corners. They don't cut corners here. And uh, we get a little voiceover of, uh, if you so desire, an attorney will be provided for you free of cost. Do you understand these rights I've given you, Utah? Do you understand? Do you understand? You you understand these rights I've just given you, Utah? And there's a... Uh, if you so desire, an attorney will be provided for you free of cost. Yeah. It's uh, Alvarez um, handcuffing Utah while he's yeah, Of getting, the infamous Babbitt and Alvarez. Yeah. And I believe it's hard to see uh, him, but I believe you see Babbitt with a sling. His arm in a sling right before it pans over to Alvarez in Utah. And I don't remember that happening, but it must be from the raid. I guess so. Must have been shot in the arm or, or something. I don't remember. Twisted his elbow or something. He just yeah, he just banged it on something. Yeah, banged hurt. his funny bone. <laughs> yeah, he banged his funny bone. It still yeah. hurts. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Alvarez's accent here is just cool. Is new? Yeah. Like I don't really. It's East Coast, like Bronx or something like that. At first, I thought like it was just Queens. a super thick uh, Californian accent. I don't. Think so. He says, "Do you understand?" You're better at placing accents. If you so desire, an attorney will be provided for you, free of cost. Okay, it's not that. It's like it's pretty close. It's, it's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, I guess. But he, the point is, he is loving this yes. so much. He is milking this handcuffing. There's been this rivalry going on, you know, between these two teams. Yeah, and uh, I think. I imagine Babbitt and Alvarez are, are in higher standing in general, but we don't really know. Actually, I'm not sure about that, because yeah. when they were staking out the raid, Babbitt and Alvarez had to come and do the night shift. 
That's true. So maybe they're in shit detail too. Yeah. They're just, you know, they seem to, like newbies. Yeah, maybe they're just kind of new. They're still, you know, and then they see Utah come in and he's eh, he, he's not really treat, you know, Harp is not on his side, but no. he does have a big case right off the bat. Just from being, uh, just just from being tied to Pappas and sort of believing in him, which is you know that's fair. But I guess they, you know, their case kind of took priority, and Bobbitt and Alvarez had to kind of just help them out. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's resentment going on, mm-hmm. and he's loving that he's failed. Yeah, loving it, loving it. And uh, the scene just uh, we get stopped on a uh, minute stops on a shot of Keanu looking angsty. He looks, yeah, very resentful. Mm-hmm. Just like, I can't believe this has happened. And he just, mm-hmm. I believe he, he's uh, he going to say something like, get your hands off me right now. Mm-hmm. It's a little preview for you. Mm. Nice. So a couple things. Uh, I was thinking about death scenes. And uh, I think Gromit does a fairly good death. Like he just kind of. Yeah, simple. It's simple. He just sort of, you know, the, the tension he lets the tension out of his body, and it, it plays fairly well. Mm-hmm. He's, I have to say, Nathaniel and Gromit, I mean, as much as you make fun of Nathaniel, they're, uh, they're sort of like surfer actors. They, they do a good job in this, I think. Yeah. And, you know, especially in this scene, they when it asks them to be a little more dramatic, and they totally go for it, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'd I'm say with so. Them. I'd say, uh, I remember when I was doing a show once as an actor, the director telling me, like, for your death, like, you have to picture everything you never got to do with your life. And the sorrow of never getting to do those things with your life as you're dying. And I feel like Gromit plays that well. Yeah. And he plays the fear. He's, the young, he's young, too. He's very yeah. young. He plays the fear well. Um, and deaths that are like that in movies always get me more than just like a death without consequences. Because the consequence of this is he's not around anymore. He doesn't get to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It is very sad. But seeing someone die on screen always reminds me of the death, probably my least favorite on-screen death that I've ever seen in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Marianne Cotillard just kind of slumping against the wheel of a truck. I don't remember it, that. It's just, it's so, it still baffles me how they, like, I've heard other people talk about this too, so I, like, for a, for a couple of years I thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't hear anyone talk about this, but then I heard other people on, on another podcast or something, and it's just like, it's... It's an insanely awkward death. It's just a bad movie. It is a bad movie. Uh, it's. I remember. I, I saw that movie at midnight. You know, I was excited for it. And I remember. Yeah. I remember being entertained by it, but then like, I've had no desire to like go back to it. The Dark Knight is just so good. Yeah. And it's just it was just so you just didn't know what to do that, after that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a good death. Good job, Gromit. Good job, uh, Bo Jesse Christopher. Could have, you know, I feel like these guys could have had more of a career after this. They kind yeah. of wish they did. I mean, yeah. uh, John Philbin as Nathaniel. He was in. Uh, he was in, of course, that Western movie that I. The oh, yeah. Name of it slips my uh, mind. Tombstone? Uh, Tombstone. He was in Tombstone. It was a small role. You know, he was he was there. But we didn't identify who he was in it. I think I did. I, I recognized oh, okay. him. I think so. I might have had to look it up. But you know, he had a bunch of dust in his face, and you know, yeah. different facial hair and a cowboy hat. So although his facial hair for this movie would work in Tombstone too. Yeah, it might not have been that different. Hate his facial hair in this movie. It doesn't seem like it's so what a surfer bad. would look like. It's like Guy Fox. I hate it. Anyway, that's uh that's minute ninety five. What's your recommendation, Maureen? I saw Captain Marvel and I liked it. Did it was you? good. I did like it. 
Uh, I don't, I think uh, I've been sort of trying to process where I, you know, you, the internet loves ranking things. So we got to rank everything mm-hmm. where more it is in my MCU ranking, uh, which I've seen almost all the movies. And I, I'd put it in the upper half, I would say, uh, but maybe not quite in the top five. I don't know. Um, I kind of, I didn't have like super high expectations for it, I guess. It, I wasn't like blown away by the trailer at any point. I was kind of like, okay, this will be a fun MCU movie. And it was, it was fun. And uh, it had a couple of really nice moments. Uh, it, some things, you know, didn't quite work. It wasn't like mind blowing in any way, but I had a good time. I, I want to call out especially... I mean, Brie Larson's a great actor, and she does a good job with this. I, I like her in this. She's uh, having fun. And that's something that, you know, after seeing especially, like, Avengers Infinity War and sort of movies like that, like uh, Civil War, and, like, how it gets oh, superheroes. It's got to be dramatic now and gritty. And this was like, oh, it, it can be fun, too. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's okay. It's just silly and fun. Um, it's fun to see it in the 90s. Good soundtrack. I liked especially, there's a fairly obvious... Uh, uh, needle drop choice for the end, which I won't spoil, but I, I, I've read some reviews. A lot of people don't seem to like it by thinking, thinking it's too obvious, but I loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was a really fun movie. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, Lee Larson's good. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson gets a lot more to do than in the other MCU movies. He is like a full-on, he's like the, the second lead, basically. Uh, and he has a lot of good scenes with Brie Larson, and they have a really good sort of comedic, fun chemistry. Uh, and their scenes are kind of the highlight for me. Are they like rookie cop and yeah, kind of, kind of. It's like yeah. it's a riff on that, I would say. Uh, and they're, they they sort of uh, do riffs off of movies like that. There is also uh, this isn't really a spoiler for any plot points, but they do a pretty straight up homage to the car car chase from the French Connection. Oh, nice! Where uh, they're chasing uh, cars, chasing a subway. Nice. And I, I love that. I was like, oh, cool. They're doing a homage to the French Connection. I like that. This is, it was well done. I, there was, you know, they, they had some good car chase moments, some good, uh, you know, throwback 90s kind of action movies like this. And I, they, they managed to get that feel for a couple scenes. Um, and I was invested. I had fun. It wasn't amazing, but I had fun. Scale one out of ten. Oh, six. Okay. 6.5. Six or seven, I would say. I, I'm going to be... That's, you said sex first, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, it's hard. I, I feel like I... Sometimes I would feel like six is like a, a low rating, but it's... It's a low good. It's a low good. I would say I would say there's a low good. Sometimes I would say... Yeah, so I, I want to emphasize that I like this movie. I'm going to give it a six. Okay. That's the first thing I said, so I'll go with that. Cool. I'm going to recommend uh, Hard Time, the TV show. Uh, it's not as good as Lock Up. Um, which is my favorite prison documentary TV show. I believe Dateline did the lockup. Um, but uh, a National Geographic does Hard Time. But, but Hard Time's pretty good. It uh, Each season, I believe, follows one prison um, for a year. And they stay there for a year. And each episode, you may see some of the same storylines pop up, but different points along the story. But usually it focuses on... Um, a different theme for each episode. Like one episode was gangs, another episode was last day in prison. Um, another episode was prison jobs. Um, so it 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 just goes a little bit more in depth, I guess, than Lockup does on on one prison's inner workings. Um, 
it's brutal because prison's brutal um there's a lot of really despicable people on it but I could still watch it for hours on end. It's, I know you can. Yeah, as Murrin has seen countless of times, he's come home and he hears, like, and the chest cavity was filled with semen, and then it's a knock. Yeah, that's more of a crime. That's, that's Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but it's pretty the much... Dark stuff, like, I've been in for 18 years, and sometimes I don't, I don't know when I'm going to get out, and I just don't see any hope. Yeah, and one episode that I thought was particularly interesting was about becoming institutionalized and how... This guy had been in from age uh, 17 to 27, and mm. he didn't have any life skills. Because in order to be to get job skills, you have to meet certain criteria, and he didn't meet those criteria. Yeah. So they, he's released with, like, no preparation for the outside world. And he's scared. And he's, like, trying to be all tough and stuff of, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to get out of prison, and yeah, I'm out of prison, blah, blah, blah. But... He does say at one point, he's like, I don't think they'd let me stay if I wanted to. I don't think they'd let me stay. Yeah, that's pretty common, I think. Yeah. That's what you're used to. It's Even if it's bad, what you're used to is better than just something completely unfamiliar and alien well, that you don't even know how to deal with. There's routine and confinements and none of that in the real life. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's definitely fascinating to watch that and also to learn about, um, I believe that season I'm watching is on an Ohio state prison and their prison reform is very interesting versus like California state prisons, which have to me very, they treat their inmates very, very poorly, but the Ohio state prison. where the point break guys will go. Yeah. If they get caught. Yeah. But, uh, Ohio is really focused on reform and rehabilitation. Nice. Um, yeah. It's really important. I think it's very important. Um, that's it's just you know yeah you're in for ten years seven you know and then you you have no life skills like there's you're just trapped you're just gonna go back. It's it's a you have no choice but to just go of, back exactly. to what you were doing before. And that's what he the guy is saying. He's like, undoubtedly I'm coming back, but when I come back I'm gonna be here for life. And it's really sad. That's really sad. Yeah. I don't understand why you watch these documentaries. Uh, it's one of those things that we sometimes just, like, you don't understand why I like, like, you know, sci-fi movies or something. No, like, I don't understand, A, why you like superhero movies, yeah. B, Fast and Furious movies, yeah, C, that, that's the, one. the Sweet Hereafter. Yeah. Like, yeah. like sad movies But then like for me, that. it's like seeing you watch these, I'm like, why would you ever watch that? So it's Because just it's so interesting. I'm so nosy. I want to know what's going on. Okay, I guess that, that's a fair point. I can understand that. Like, just... The curiosity and like wanting to know about these things and, and, like, and learn you, you learn a lot. Yeah. But uh, knowing you as someone who's just like doesn't like watching sad things, I just don't. Uh... Sometimes I have to stop watching them, and sometimes yeah. I do cry. Like I watched uh, a full length documentary that was on prison, and I cried like a baby in it. But mm. yeah, I can't remember which one what what's called though. But it was about a uh, that one in Louisiana. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, go check those out. I mean, they're, they're fascinating. And it's good to learn about this, these things and have knowledge of them, I think. So good for you on that. I, I, I appreciate Thanks. that about you, sort of you know, delving into that world. Uh, yeah. I also I wanted to give another note on Captain Marvel. Uh, Lee Pace is in it. He reprises mm. his role as Ronan the Accuser from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, for one, was excited for this because Lee Pace is my number one guy. He's... Murrin would marry Lee Pace. Yeah, even though his performance in, as, uh, in the MCU is bad. Uh, and I still kind of appreciate it just because it's him. But in this movie, I just want to say he was completely unnecessary and wasted. 
And I was sad that uh, I felt bad for him because I've been following him on Instagram and he has all these. Uh, do you? I do, yes. Of course you do. And he has all, he's got all these posts about Captain Marvel. He's like, go see the movie and like, you know, pictures of him in the makeup. And it's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. You're just like, you're just a, a He hasn't hit character. his stride yet, has he? No, and I don't know if he ever will. I think he's, he's destined, he's too quirky to be like a movie star. Those eyebrows, just too quirky, girl. I don't know. It's it's, it's fascinating. I'm fascinated by him. I mean, I, I he's gonna be fine. Like yeah. he has a career. Yeah. The fact that I know his name and have followed his work is enough example yeah. that he will be fine. And that he's in like a franchise. Yeah, he's still got he a got couple franchises. He got a damn good paycheck for this. I yeah. am sure. Uh, but I just felt like, oh man, he just he was barely in this and wasn't really necessary to the plot. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, Lee Pace. That's my recommendation. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. Wood Marys. <laughs> yes. Can we do a Lee Pace, Lee Pace Minute next? We talked about doing the fall. Yeah. I, I could, I, I don't want to do another minute. We're not, minute. we're not going to. But it's I just fun to think about. Like analyzing the fall would be interesting. Annoying because Tarsem is a little bit annoying, but yeah. Yeah. There'd be some minutes where, uh, I think there'd be a lot of minutes where very little happens and it's just like, it's well. Like, it's pretty. Yeah. I guess we can just describe these colors to you. Figure out where they're, they're shot because I think the fall is shot in twenty six different countries. That's crazy. Yeah, sixteen different countries. I was watching the uh, addendum special features to the Sisters Brothers, and apparently that was shot in Spain. Just very odd. That's weird. Apparently the director's French, and he was like, "No, we're shooting in Europe because this is, this is, I know how to work in Europe." Okay, cool. So, it was, I was convinced. It looked like Oregon and California. Yeah, good job, Spain. Anyway, that's about it for Point Break Minute. We did it. Another one. Yay! Please keep listening. You're great. All of you, if you're listening. We love you. And Jessica's just being weird now. And we're going to end the episode. Just like that. Bye! Bye! Are you going to harmonize? No. Bye! Bye! Bye. <laughs>